Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that thought because uh, here in Thessalonians, uh, he, of course, he's had to review back on them even the day of the yeah, Lord yeah. and the rapture. And that's what the church does. There's so much in here. We might think, okay, I already have this. Of course, yeah, we're to love each other. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're to be, you know. And it, sometimes it's like, oh man, I, I've just, I've covered this so many times. It's like, oh, it's the Lord's Word. I can't skip it. Yeah. So here we, here we go. It's like everybody knows this. <laughs> but we can forget so easily. We always need to be reminded. And matter of fact, Peter wrote in uh, his epistle that I write these things to remind you. And because there's this doctrine, there's this doctrine, there's this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. Then we need to go back here. And uh, I'm spending a few moments on that because I think that's why he's saying all these things. You know, do they know about praying? Yeah, I think they know that they need to pray all the time. They probably saw Paul pray all the time. Uh, he probably talked about giving thanks all the time. And that's some of the things that he's going to be mentioning here and the things that people would know. Don't quench the Spirit. But even though they're obvious, doesn't mean we shouldn't cover the teaching of it. It would be so easy for me to say, okay, let's just go on through here and let's get to the end of the chapter and let's move on and let's get some exciting things about things that uh, maybe we're not so close in on yet. Yeah. And we go, oh, there's much more here than we that meets the eye. I well, think. I was thinking about Barb's observation of there being a class system almost within churches. And that's only because, I mean, the difference between us and them, if since you're noticing one, would be that the mirror of God's Word renders us all on level ground. You know, that, that's why we sing that song. Welcome to the place. Of level, level ground. ground. Yeah. Because we believe it. We're, there's no one here better than anyone. And uh, no one's... We understand that everyone is on at a different part of their journey. But we're all walking arm in arm locking arms together. So. That's right. And if we're not, we need to be reminded of that. Yeah. 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 And, and of course, we can. You know, I mean, we can go up and down, but, you know, it's hopefully that... And, of course, what he's going to say here just in another couple more verses, then the ones who are unruly admonish them. Uh, but the ones who are weak, you know, they are to be, you know, uh, encouraged, uh, the faint-hearted and such. So there's the balance, isn't it? You know, if one gets too uppity, well, somebody is going to have to help bring them back down. And if somebody's way down, somebody needs to what? Bring them up. And, oh, oh, look at verse 11. Yeah, Nanda, on your question there too. Uh, Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another. Look at this. Just as you also are doing. Hey, you're doing it. Keep on doing it. Yeah. So if we're doing that, Mick... Appreciate that that answer there. If we're doing that, then we want to make sure that we keep on doing that, lest pride can get in and all of a sudden one starts lifting themselves up. And that's what that's how the enemy can really work. I am. We, we we definitely try to be that way. We want to be where everybody is on a, on that don't, same level. Don't you realize? I think when you you begin to realize that the election of God was granted to you but you didn't earn it, then you have to change your thinking about how big or important 
are lesser than other people is because you know, you have to recognize the hand of God to anything that you have as a as a gift, and that's what keeps you from hierarchizing yourself or thinking above yourself because you got to go. You know what? It's not of ourselves anyway. It's it's all came and from he, and God. And you over and over, you know, like I say, the more you study it, the more you realize it is total grace. Everything you have, it is a gift. Everything you do in it. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I think that's what keeps you from getting too high and mighty. <laughs> well, right. and, and how many seminaries are teaching yeah. this stuff? That would probably this. <laughs> they probably Need don't do a whole lot. Now, uh, you know, that not that there aren't classes that maybe ha- have that, but that that's the real life of the church, yeah. isn't it? And that's probably the most important, as you think about. It. Matter of fact, they should be encouraged to read First and Second Timothy and Titus and definitely Thessalonians oh, yeah. here. You betcha. That, I, I would. That would be an. Ex- that would have to be a class that have to be taken. Yeah. Because this is really where the rubber meets the road. One can know all the Greek, and they can be just fantastically in their knowledge, but if they're not doing this, no then that, that means absolutely nothing, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Good point. Absolutely. Well, let's go on. Now, that's the attitudes toward the leaders. And I think we need to spend two or three weeks on those attitudes where you guys know. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just destroyed exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just shot that one. <laughs> Moving on. You know, I'm just kidding. Okay. The next one are the duties for those who lead. Now, this is convicting. Mm-hmm. This is convicting to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really is. We appreciate. Uh, okay, there are to appreciate those who. What? What's the? Why? Why? Was, why should they be appreciated? Who diligently labor among you, man? You know, labor is one thing. It's diligently labor. Uh, the word is kapiao, and we've probably come across this word many times. Paul uses it a lot because I think he knew exactly what it meant. <laughs> He's one who did toil. I can't even compare to his toil. I I I can't imagine. But the idea here is to strive to toil, to work hard to the point of exhaustion until you're weary. And it doesn't mean to burn out. We often hear that, you know, where a pastor burns out. And the only reason I can say why he burned out is that he started doing work in his own flesh rather than in the work in the Lord. You know, I charge you in the the, uh, like who have charge over you in the Lord. It, we can only um, do this in in Christ, uh, and if we do it on our own, yeah, one would burn out. I, I can see why pastors burn out. That should never be. I really don't believe that. Shouldn't be. Um, let's look at this working hard until worry. Look at First Corinthians fifteen ten. This is why they have to earn earn their keep, you know. <laughs> he says if if they're really doing what they're supposed to be doing, that they're they're laboring. Fifteen verse ten. Um, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. I think you just said that, Carolyn. And His grace toward me did not prove vain, but I what labored kapiao. 
even more than all of them, yet not I. It sounds like he's bragging. (laughs) But the grace of God with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preach and so you believed. That's right in 1 Corinthians 15, the resurrection chapter. And he said that uh, is by the grace of God, he did what he did. It wasn't because of how great and intelligent that Paul was, but God's grace. Look in Galatians 4.11. Galatians 4.11 says, I fear for you that perhaps I have labored over you in vain. What's context, Galatians? Oh, they've gotten into legalism. Paul says, all the labor, all the work that I put into you, and I'm afraid that it's empty. (laughs) That it's like nothing if you're believing all of this in the elemental things of the world, as he has just stated. And uh, so, you know, he says, uh, he he labored, he he worked to the point of of exhaustion. No doubt about that. Um, Philippians 2.16 Holding fast the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I will have reason to glory, because I did not run in vain, nor toil in vain. There's that word. To toil, to labor, kapiao. Colossians one twenty nine. These are all close to each other, aren't they? Paul used this word a lot. For this purpose. Also, I labor, and get this word he's got right after it, striving. And here's the balance. Here is why he didn't burn out. According to his power, which mightily works within me. And we all have God's power working mightily in us, don't we? That's not just a pastor. When he says these things, this this is for you know anybody. Yes, Barb. Okay, Dennis. Uh-oh. On this word toil instead of copiao, and this is from you, Mr. Helton. Uh-oh. I have spauda. Spauda? Toil. On um what Colossians. Colossians one twenty nine. Yeah. Uh on the word labor or is it striving? Toil. Um for this I toil. Which is what my version says. Oh. But do you have okay for this purpose? I also uh, also I labor. I have there. That should be the word that we're looking at and striving. Well, mine says for this I toil. Is agonizo. Okay. It says for this I toil, struggling with all his energy. Okay. Which the word is labor and toil. Was that when um, I was in Colossians at one time or what? I don't know what what you mean. Probably the only Greek I have in here is yours. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know what I did there, Barb. But I'm um, if, if somebody wants to look that up, if you can look in a if you have a Greek interlinear, you just look up uh, look up labor Colossians one twenty nine Greek. Just put something like that. I guarantee you, it'll it'll pop up. I think I'm, I'm almost positive that word actually is kapia, although uh, it does mean to toil or it means to strive or to work hard. Well, now the King James 
right. driving right. Well, the word for striving uh, would be, uh, I think, agonizomai, oh. to agonize. And those words are all related. I, and how I got that other word, I'm not sure, Barb. Uh, but I think, I'm almost positive that word for labor is the one that we're looking at here in our Thessalonians text. Anybody found that one yet? Uh, the word labor, um, as found in uh, in our, uh, what was it, Colossians, right? Yeah. 129. Okay, and copio. put Greek. Is it copio? Yeah. Okay, there we go. All right. And then you were right, agonizing. Ag- agonizing is good. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever I told you before, Barb, Whatever it was, it was wrong. <laughs> but does that word mean that it's it's related to that? You know? yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, now that I totally confused you, no, that that backs it up though. At least we know. Okay, we're right on the right target. Sorry for confusion. Oh well, I tell you what, you're checking me out. You can. Uh, you guys need to do that. I'd never known if I wouldn't already had it in there, Dennis. You just wrote that down there. I have it written in Greek too. In, in the Greek lettering? I do. Oh well, now, now, now we're now you're uh, now you're talking. Um, oh, go to First Timothy four ten. For it is for this we, and it's kind of the same two words again, labor and strive. He's talking about being a servant of Christ here. Because we have, why would we do that? Because of what we're looking to. Because we have fixed our hope on the living God, who is a Savior of all men, especially believers. Now we could spend the next week on that phrase right there, and we're not going to get into that. You're going to say, "Oh no, He's the Savior of all men." That means everybody's saved. Of course, that would debate the rest of the Bible, wouldn't it? Okay. I think you guys would know what that means. Okay. Um. So, is ministry hard work? It should be. It often leads to weariness. should. Um, it's not weariness of the work. You enjoy doing that. But it's weariness in the work in itself that can wear one down. Where there can be exhaustion. But did you notice the spiritual enablement? The power of Christ the Spirit of God that works mightily in me, right? That's how we're able to do anything. And so he has that balance, powerfully working in me. Um, Sometimes people can come so weary of the ministry that they want to throw in the towel. And I've heard from so many pastors that they didn't didn't give it up. They kept on, but there were times whenever they would just like to have just quit. The only thing is, that option really isn't there. You know, we can have weak moments, or there can be thoughts that go through our minds. You know, everybody does. You know, some people say, I'd just like to just quit. Just quit everything. <laughs> Those moments can really come. If you can say, I thought I was the only one who had that, yeah, I'd be right there with you, because sometimes I'd just like to quit. You know, just get off this stupid world. You know, it's crazy, it's zany. Uh, wait a minute. Wait. A minute. Why? Why has God got me here? There's a reason. Oh, yeah. And so He puts you back in the right frame of mind. But there are moments where you are weak, 
Does that happen? Yeah, Barb. Okay, back to Spoon Day. Okay, yeah. I can see where it could kind of be similar in a gloss kind of way. Swiftness to show zealous diligence. Diligence. I think that is where that is related. Diligence. I think that is a word that we would, whenever you see. Matter of fact, I wonder in Thessalonians, Barb, I'm not, I'm not sure. I didn't really have time to look uh, all of these up, but that word diligently labor, if that would happen to be spude, possibly. So like sticking with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sticking with it, even when sometimes... <laughs> ah! Yeah. That's part of this long uh, race that we're in. We endure, right? It's almost a mind trick. You're it tricking, is. You're tricking yourself into thinking that this isn't for you or that this thing isn't for you. Right. Well, maybe I wasn't ever designed ever right. to do this. <laughs> you know, and I think, I think everybody goes through those kind of things. That's called faint-heartedness. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah, because your heart almost... Yeah. Yeah, your heart is almost it's like your... It's for you. Yeah. It's, it's the, yeah, the, the flesh is grabbing hold point. of your, your thinking. That's right. Instead uh, of what you know by Scripture. Right. The uh, anyway, um, there's an imperative here. That they're told to follow, to appreciate the leadership. Um, there should be an example by the leaders, first of all, though, to the people how this is supposed to work. You know, how to produce labor. We all should be hardworking, shouldn't we? Laboring in whatever you know area that God has put us in. Um, you know, sometimes it, it, things you know can take time. It can take a lot of effort put into it. You know, and uh, and, and it's on behalf of others. Um, you're doing it ultimately for the Lord, right? No matter what you do, you're doing it for the Lord. But you're also doing it for the people. And when you see that and you put it in the right context, you can say, "Okay, yeah, I like this. What I'm doing. It's just sometimes I just get tired <laughs> physically." That might be time to get some sleep. Well, back to the passages you just went to about in vain, you begin to feel like it's all being done in vain. And it's not in vain. Right. Because it but feels we like can, it by the... As Mick says, sometimes our minds can trick us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that, that's that faulty thinking. That you know. That's why we have to renew our minds daily. Otherwise, we start thinking you know, that and we can you know, start thinking a whole bunch of other things that really are not, not true. So... Those who labor, then the next one, what do they do? They have charge over you. The word there is um, uh, proistomy. It means to rule, to, to manage. And the right balance on this is having a leadership that is like a father or a shepherd. Because out in the real world, people take advantage of being leaders and they can be overbearing. It's going to be ran this way. It's going to be done this. You know, and they, you know, people don't even want to work for them. They don't. You know, it's hard to perform because the boss wants to produce fear in them. You know, he's doing this kind of leadership, and you don't ever see that in scripture. You don't see it in in Christ. You don't even see it. Look back at Moses, who led two million people out in the wilderness, and he was the most humble man on earth. That was in scripture. You see it in state government. Humble, 
I'm just kidding. And right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Trying to put fear into you. And that's that is not how you lead. No. That is not leadership. But that is why so many state employees feel like they toil in vain. Why are the lot so many of them are disgruntled? Sometimes it can be for money, but that isn't always the ultimate reason. And it does seem like it's a name. So a leader really is one who... Oh, oh a great example. We, we've already seen this uh, back in Thessalonians. Um, um, it's in chapter 2. You remember the nursing mother? mother? Uh, gentle, tenderly caring. And then what's, what's the next one? Um, dealing with like a father. Um, in verse 11, just as you know, how we were exhorting and encouraging and imploring each one of you as a father would his own children. That is a leader. That is leadership. So, yeah, Mick, I believe this would be a great place to keep expounding and expounding um, young people in, in the seminary. To right. keep bringing the, Here's what a leader really is. Well, this is just as Exactly, and if in a third in a seminary thing is they're going to be dealing with people where most of them are going to be pastoring a church, and this is ecclesiology, really. Well, they're going to learn it regardless. You know, it's almost it goes with that saying almost because either you either are prepared for it through seminary is what I'm saying, or you're going to learn it the hard way. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen that happen to guys. They come in there, and I'm going to. You know, I'm going to get yeah. this church straightened. Right. We're going to, and right from the very first get go. And you know what? They are gone within a couple of months. Or they're very gray, and, leave, and, and eventually leave out of the whole ministry because of, yeah, because and they, they don't didn't do it again. Learn it. Right. Yeah. Well, he says um, they have charge over you in the Lord. Ah, there's your balance. The only authority they ever, they really have is this Word of God, and it's in Christ, they themselves have no authority whatsoever. But as, but they are to have respect because and the authority, they, they, there is to be authority that's coming from the pulpit, but where, really, what's the foundation of all that? It's the very Word of God, isn't it? And, and it's Christ who is the head of the church. So I like to have charge over you in the Lord. They don't do it because of their, you know, their own... Cells. Um, look in Hebrews thirteen twenty. Now the God of peace, who brought up from the dead the great Shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus our Lord, the head of the church, or the great Shepherd of the church, the Shepherd, the Pastor, the great Pastor of the sheep it's Christ and so really there are underlings of the great shepherd 
who happened to be, you know, in the church would, helping would, lead. Real quick, would you say that uh, Catholicism Ooh. has um, <laughs> Sorry. just the mention of the name, <laughs> the bomb is dropped. Um, because of the way their church government is, uh, it's almost, for the worse, it's influenced uh, the church ever since it started to be that way with uh, the priest almost being the mediator or the the, uh, the guardian of their souls, which you know shepherds are to be, but at the same time, uh, the people, the lay people, have depended way too much upon the pastor or an overseer, even in you know uh, Protestant churches. Um, it's almost like they don't realize that the whole need for the Reformation was to get rid of that middleman, you know, the mediator uh, in between, because there's only one, you know, it's Christ. And you can pray and you can rely on God not through a person or a person telling you you're okay. Yeah. With his work. Actually, the whole church yeah. was built upon fear, and that's how they financially exist. It's on the fear and it's on the ignorance of the people in that body. It would be, would you say, the fear is of the hierarchy, yeah, of, which is what you're talking about there. Well, well, it's not even a fear, it's a... Uh, it's a you know, that's why it says incur- admonish the idol. And then the burdens of the people, since they rely on and they burden the pastor with their problems, and rather than you know throughout the week working on their own with their problems with God, it becomes the pastor's problem. And that's why Protestant churches and that's why pastors are going, I, I'm done. I can't take it anymore because it's too much. Uh, I mean, I could see that being a problem. The people are ha- are to have their own relationship right. with and Christ. That's why which I went to the Catholicism because it's it's almost like uh, there's a side effect or a you know a direct almost an unnoticed effect even within Protestant churches. Yeah, like you're, instead of going to God to like get your sins forgiven, I'm going to go to this guy. Yeah, and he's going to tell me it's all right. Yeah, yeah. And that only shows that their relationship with God isn't. Right, he's you know God is probably probably giving them those problems or those trials to get them to Him. But it's all the <laughs> and they're going to the pastor. And he, but that's and but that's how it's all set up for hierarchy is to yeah. always keep you away from right. the holiness of God by yourself. What do you have at the top? Yeah, you have the Pope, right? Yeah, who's supposed to be Christ here on earth? That's really what it is. What do you have after the Pope? You have the cardinals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then the bishops. And then the priest, right? Did I miss any? There's, yeah, the priest. But it, it, you know, it's all so filtered down. From God. <laughs> <laughs> the people are all the way at the bottom, and there's all these. And that's exactly <laughs> why the system works. They don't want Catholics. They don't want the laity to read the Bible because they want to rely on one standard interpretation of the Bible, so that. They say that's why there's so many different Protestant religions and then religions within those religions because everybody has their own interpretation by relying on the interpretation what the Church of Rome says, you avoid that problem. That's why they don't want their people to read the Bible and have their own interpretation of the Bible. counting on people to remain ignorant. Yes. Yeah. And And only do what we say is the right thing to do to please God. Right. 
because mm -hmm. they're going to say the Pope, what happens to the Pope, how he's picked, is because he becomes the spirit of Jesus dwells within him. So if the Pope before him said something, he comes along and he changes it because he now has that dwelling of the spirit of God in him. And so it's yeah, and so they so there's no there is no hope in them because there is no personal relationship. All you have is a relationship with your priest and you go back up the dotted line back to the Pope. And yeah. he's the one that regulates what what is good now, this day, like I say, they change it. Yeah. But other people could have died and went to hell because they didn't understand. Like, I will do the one the simplest one, it, you know, when you get into the eating of fish and then they change it, you know. And these people are really grasping on whatever the, they're, they're trying to hang on to that, that it is, but it is done by ignorance. Total ignorance is what exists there. Yeah. But um, you're told not to step out and to find it for yourself because you won't know, because you're not smart enough to know if you got truth or if you're being lied to. Right. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day fell on a Friday of Lent one time. This was when I lived up in Kansas City, and I wasn't a practicing Catholic at the time, but I had some friends that were very devout Catholics, and they were Irish Catholics, like most of the people in Kansas City are, so they wanted their corned beef and cabbage, so the bishop of the Kansas City Diocese Only issued a dispensation, <laughs> so they were allowed to eat corned beef and cabbage, on that. even though it was a Friday of Lent, and it was supposed to be fish. But see how it's so gumbled up? Yeah. You know, like that, but somebody else might not have known about that. Right. And, you know, if they did it, then their sins were not forgiven. Yeah. Right. By that local. Right. Yeah, yeah it's I very think, uh, uh, superstitious. Is your, the word of man. The idea of um, what I was trying to hit home was I think Protestantism is just as similar. But in that in that regard, that the pastor has been put up so high uh, to where the people don't uh, think of God as being that high. You know, it's that's become an idol in a way. Yeah, you know, <coughs> the problem is there. Really, pastor is not teaching. The pastor is not teaching the scripture. He's not feeding his sheep for them right. to yeah. understand to go to God's word for themselves. Again, that same manipulation can take hold. That they hold on to that hierarchy to get the people to come there. So well, come you know, there. you say hierarchy, and I've been yeah. hearing the word laity. Mm -hmm. And in the seven churches, there was a group called the Nicolaitans. Have you heard that before? Yeah. Nike, Nica, Nica, right? Which is victory. The laity, uh, uh, laitans, Nicolaitans, or laity. That is victory over the laity. Whoa. And that was already being established. That was written in Revelation in the very first century. There were already some coming in where there was a hierarchy being developed wow. in these churches. It was Roman Catholic Church wasn't until a few centuries later till it fully got developed, but it already had started in the sense of that what you're saying, and would and it would start with like one leader over over the church. He was taken in a different position over them. And then that's how you had all the bishops then. Even in Acts, you start seeing the Judaizers. I mean, if you look at the different rituals in the Catholic Church, they had foundation in the Old Testament rituals. The things that they do, they just, I mean, it's just been 
perverted as far as I'm concerned. Those are dangers that the uh, the church always had to be watching very early on. So what yeah. you really end up back was back to the law. And that's what you end up in religion. You either are, you abide by everything by a law, or, like you said, you've been set free, and your freedom is that personal relationship and look at the scriptures to read them. And it's really always what you're torn. Just to, to sort of show how bad it can be. When you start looking up false, the how to tell a false teacher, if you go and search on false teachers in the Bible and how to identify them, this is from the King James Version, and from the Catholic Bible, it reads exactly the same. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meat, which God hath created to be received as thanksgiving for them which believe and know the truth. That, you know, it's like, I read that to my brother, and he was just like, it doesn't say that, does it? <laughs> you know, it was explaining it away, and it's all that, sh- and I says, this is the Catholic Bible, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says the exact same thing. Read it, pick it up, and read Who do you think they're talking about? So then I went back and said, These are the false teachers. This is how you know. They start this is doing your it. priest and pope, and this is what they're telling you. And the yeah, Lord Himself says that's a yeah. false teacher. Yeah. It's a sign of the Catholic foot. But they're blinded. Yeah. They're. Yeah. It's almost as if. Um, since God's word is eternal. And God knew what's going to happen. It's like he put those specific verses in there to yeah. condemn. Duck them in there just in case you yeah. know something. Right. And like, a, like a passage like this, it just it makes me think like um, how much, not that this wasn't relevant then, but just how much more relevant mm-hmm. today. It speaks today, doesn't yeah. it? Those layers. It sure does. Yeah, and God knew. He really cares for the church and He, he wants, because He knows what's going to come down the line. It, you know, it's not that he just foresee. He, he knows, knows that that's yeah. yeah. He knows our heart. One one last thing here, and it, it really covers at least down through thirteen anyway. But it's where he says, okay, what do they do? They labor among you. They have charge over you in the Lord and give you instruction. And the word there is nutheto, and it's uh, nou. Um, the part of that Greek there is dealing with the mind. It, to put into mind. To warn, to instruct, uh, to admonish. And that's the idea here. That they give the people. Here's why that you appreciate them. They labor. They should be laboring. They should be having charge over you in the Lord, and then giving you instruction. Uh, this could be a general instruction, just the Word of God in general. Um, it, it could also maybe there were some wrong tendencies that could be coming in or will be coming in. They need correcting. Uh, it's definitely understanding, but through biblical instruction, regardless of whether it's correcting, uh, it's training in righteousness, you know, just knowing who God is and what His principles are. It's based on instruction with the goal of correction. Our, our, our whole understanding, we need to be corrected constantly or renew, uh, renewing our minds. Individually, as we read here, you know, if we let God do His work, He'll change us and conform us more into who He is. When we hear it taught and preached, it's to help again, again, our understanding of of uh, and conviction with what what that is. It's more than just verbal disapproval. It's actually teaching the things of God and putting it in into mind. So that um, that takes us through 
verse 12, that's the three things that they do, and then that the people esteem them very highly in love because of their work, live in peace with one another. And um, the, the next uh, part there is, uh, I guess we did part one tonight. Number two is instructions relating to biblical responsibilities. And they kind of tie it together right on through verse 22. Some of them are a lot more staccato now that, that he'll hit. And then you'll have triple series of short commands for the first few verses there. You have a verb, imperative, uh, an object, and adverbial amplification, if we may. Anyway, uh, that's church life. <laughs> and we can see the dangers that always want to come in and cause the church havoc. It's always been there and it always will be. It's part of the enemy's way of working and uh, the enemy doesn't like a church that is honoring to God so he'll do whatever he can to break that up and that's why we have these reminders we have to keep these in mind keep doing what you're doing build each other up and just as you're doing now keep doing it matter of fact get better at it right (laughs) hey there Mick can you leave us in prayer Father, thank you for uh, Grace Community Church. Thank you for your grace. Um, may it be uh, the very aroma and the fragrance that we carry uh, uh, when we come together. Uh, may we be grace to each other and may we be grace to the world. Uh, you have done a great work among us and uh, there's more to come. So, Lord, uh, thank you for the work that the your word has, has been doing uh, as of late. And, uh, thank you for your perfect timing and your providence. Uh, Lord, we pray for... those who are hurting uh, far off and near. uh, We hope to be uh, a comfort just like your spirit is to us. Comfort us that we may comfort others. uh, Encourage us, Lord, through your helper that uh, we have all we need and that is the truth Amen. You know what? I forgot to mention something. Um, Debbie told me earlier tonight that uh, Betty Jo used to be part of our church for quite some time. She passed away today. Passed away today. She did. She had a lung cancer. Lung cancer. Debbie has kind of dealt with her, talked with her. She's such a backache, right, Debbie? Her back, uh, her back was hurting her for a long time. Well, actually, 